The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Good morning, Andy. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Well, uh, with Friday almost here, it um, must be in another snowstorm. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking into this a little bit, uh-huh. and I'm not happy. <laughs> uh, but the weather's going to be into the 40s today, right? Mm-hmm. Before or tonight, after the snow. We have a winter weather advisory uh-huh. in effect from 7 p.m. Thursday to 11 a.m. Friday, 4 to 6 inches expected. We're in the dark blue with uh, most of the lower peninsula. A little to the west, a little bit snow, a little bit more. Hmm. Interesting how a little bit of Hillsdale County might get more snow. I don't see 50 degrees in the forecast until St. Patrick's Day. Nope. Winter is uh, still with us. Uh, 33 degrees right now and a wind chill of 27 degrees. A busy day in the legislature. I heard there was a uh, gun bill passed. They've been passing them left and right, and they were uh, meeting late, late, late into the night. And uh, one of the gun bills, uh, they passed the Democrats in the House, passed uh, legislation that would require background checks for all gun purchases, not just pistols. They also uh, began work on repealing uh, Mike Shirky's right to work law. He'll be mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they uh, passed uh, legislation to protect gay and transgender residents in now in part of state law. There are some, uh, <clears throat> so there are certain folks grandfathered in. You don't have to go re-register some rifles and things like that as well, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yes. Good thing. At the same time, uh, Republicans are introducing uh, gun bills, too. And one legislator uh, introduced a bill that uh, you don't have to um, register any gun. Mm. No one has to be registered or no background check or nothing. And <laughs> they um, want to allow uh, people to carry guns into places that are typically uh, Prevent like a sports venue, sports venues, schools, uh, hospitals, uh, private uh, businesses. Uh, the bill will s- uh, states that if you ban guns at your place, you have to install either uh, metal detectors at all entrances or hire a full-time security guard. What? <laughs> yeah. That seems uh, that seems like a lot of things uh, that you just said. Uh, speaking of guns, the six-year-old in Virginia will not be charged. Uh, the prosecutors have found him too young <laughs> to stand trial, obviously, um, and he would not understand what is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they are looking for uh, maybe other ways to prosecute. But maybe the parents? Well, I guess the, I guess the gun was locked up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you do? 
Uh, I guess speaking of guns again, Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp. You know, he was my idol at one point. I don't know if you remember. He used to take me down to K&P Coin and Collectibles. We'd run into Brandon. <laughs> yeah. He would be reaching for the Sean Respert card, and I'd be reaching for the Sean Kemp card. And uh, he was arrested in a drive-by afternoon shooting yesterday, a 2 p.m. afternoon shooting in He's, Tacoma. He drove by, shot someone? That's what they said. Wow. That's what they said. Huh. Um, Sean. He looks has, nervous. He looks like he might be. He's uh, just had a kind of an interesting life. Uh, I mean, from Elkhart, Indiana, was just an unbelievable freak mm -hmm. talent uh, with the Supersonics and then... Uh, had some uh, had a lot of personal troubles, uh, drug problems, and, and family struggles. But yeah, he's only 53 years old. But he was Brandon. How many years do you think he played in the league? Uh, I'm gonna say 10. 14. 14. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, right? Mm -hmm. He was so good that everyone wanted to still give him a chance to see if he could return. But uh, that's our Sean Kemp news for today. Mm -hmm. uh, on the police water this morning, uh, police officers for the city of Jackson, held a moment of silence this morning at the Bono Bridge at midnight in honor of uh, Officer James Bono, who died in the line of duty on March 9th in 2010. Mm. So That's uh, amazing that that was that long ago. Mm -hmm. we'll, ne we'll never forget that here in Jackson. That was just a tragic day. Yes, thanks to uh, police officers for, uh, with the Jackson Police Department for honoring uh, Officer James Bono. And I'm glad we have a couple of uh, permanent reminders mm -hmm. of Officer Bono in Jackson. The post office building is named in his honor along with the, the new bridge. Yes, West Avenue Bridge. West Avenue Bridge. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I brought these then, the peeps. Oh, I wonder yeah, what that was. So I don't know if you can still get these. Now I left them in the garage. Um, so they would remain cold. Mm -hmm. I don't want to damage. Are they cold? The, yeah, I don't want to damage the casing because it could be worth some money. Okay, <laughs> so let's let's mm -hmm. try them. Brandon, you're gonna try one, right? Uh, Did you give one up for Lent? Okay, here's a yellow. Okay, are they cold? Oh, they are. Cold. They are cold. Well, let's see. Let's see if there's different colors now. Okay, here's a yellow. Are they all the same? They're all the same. No, I think there's pink and blue. Oh. Do they have different flavors? Um, so far, I only see uh, the yellow colored ones. Artificial marshmallow flavor, it says. Maybe they're all yellow. Okay, they're all yellow. Wow, that's I think the worst thing I've ever tasted. You should smell this, Brandon. <clears throat> Take one. Come on, help yourself. Come on. Yeah, they, um, they're really awful. Oh my God, they're terrible. <laughs> They are. They're, they're terrible. Yeah, they're, not, yeah. they're absolutely terrible. It's like, it's like the Pepsi people accidentally put in eight times the normal amount of sugar um, into the can. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a really sweet Pepsi. <laughs> Includes 26 grams of added sugars. But if you don't like Pepsi to begin with, you will not like Pepsi peeps. No, this is terrible. This is for kids. The biggest mistake guys, they made, they should. Uh, all right, give, gonna, give them. If they, give them all to them. Okay, make sure they away. say please and thank you. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, I don't want that one anymore. They should have named them Peepsy. No, I want this. Okay. Let me wash this down. Mm. We have uh, cotton candy. Maybe a little. Yeah. Yeah. Birthday cake ice cream. 
Uh, today, uh, we've got a big weekend coming up. We have the Ambassador Auction Friday night from 5 to 7. You can still go get tickets. Visit the Ambassador Auction, JPS Ambassador Auction Facebook page or go to jhsambassador23.givesmart.com. What will I win at that, do you think? Um, Monica Pierce's Pound Cakes. I might buy yeah, one of those. They're legendary. I always try and win a raffle basket, and I never do. Mm -hmm. But I am uh, very good at the silent auction bidding. So, good luck tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking uh, very much forward to this. And uh, we've got a full table attending. Mm -hmm. Should be great. Yeah. Should be great. Also Friday night is the Chocolate Sensation. It's being held at the Weatherwax Hall downtown. And you can still get tickets for that. Visit dollamcenter.org and be part of that fun event. If you like chocolate, you'll love the uh, chocolate sensation. Have you ever had your heart broken on live TV? <laughs> Are you gonna do it right now? I am. <laughs> Jimmy uh, Nance. Jim Nance. Jim Nance. Jim Nance, the legend of CBS Sports? What? Set to call his last Final Four. No. Yes. No. I read it in an article. I don't believe it. I knew you wouldn't believe it, but I... don't I... believe it. He just signed a contract that extends okay. to... Okay. All right. I'm telling you, I read it in the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's legit. Well, CBS still has the rights. Are you sure they still have the rights? I'm pretty sure. They've gone okay. to like 2026. And he signed a contract last year, so he would stay as the voice of the Masters through his 80th birthday. And we, I, was, I was telling Brandon that, that he is planning to call the Masters. It says, it, it, it says, this, this will be his last Final Four. Yeah. I'll believe so, it when I see it. I hope it's not. I hope it's not. He'll be with Grant Hill. Um, who else is new this year? Oh, Stan Van Gundy will be new to the, yes, new to the program this year. He will be, I think, in studio. Um, and for some reason, they keep re-signing. Vern Lundquist? No, no, I would love Vern. Um, Seth Davis. Oh, yeah. Get out of here, man. Is that like his thing? What? Coach K would be a part it's of this. his job. No Coach K? Yeah, I know it's Seth Davis's job. He's just poor at it. Mm -hmm. Very, very poor at it. He's like, you know, the, um, a lot of people watch that don't follow college basketball. And, mm -hmm. you know, Seth, Seth Davis is for you. He'll, he'll dumb it down really nice for you and tell you exactly who's going to win. Mm -hmm. And he's wrong every single time. Arrogant, uh, too. Well, I you don't so. like him. Who? Seth Davis. No, I don't. No. No. Uh, ice. We've had very little ice in Michigan this winter. It's <laughs> been the winter without ice. And in, uh, interesting, in uh, Colorado, firefighters came to the rescue of an elk that the uh, authorities said ignored warnings. Jeez. Apparently they want elks to read signs that say don't go on the ice. But the police say the elk ignored warnings and fell through the ice on a frozen pond. They, they got them out. Though. Credit to the folks but. that rescue animals from <laughs> trapped fences and mm. frozen ponds uh, because that looks very scary. The Facebook Look at that post, equipment though that, that, that's that a gentleman lot. is wearing. He looks ready to rescue an elk. Another elk ignored warnings and fell through the ice on a pond. How, how did they... I don't know. I don't know, maybe, maybe elk can read. Uh, did you see Mitch McConnell fell? He was in a hotel. I wonder what he was doing in the hotel. Well, I mean, 
he tripped. Yeah. But, you know, if it's, I just, you know, I hope he has children that will remind him to be careful every time he takes a step. So, yeah, he's in the hospital. <laughs> I hope he's okay. Yeah, I, I, have, uh, I have folks that take, uh, take a spill once in a while, mm -hmm. so I understand what that's like. Several people in this building. Several people in this building mm -hmm. have taken a fall. Here's something kind of dumb. Uh, WWE met with uh, Michigan gambling regulators yesterday, and they want people in Michigan to be able to bet on WWE. Really? What's wrong with that? Uh, the WWE is scripted. What? The people participating in the fights know who's going to win. It's all a script. How can you bet on something scripted? That's not necessarily true. <laughs> Yeah, I think they decide during the match. No, I don't. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. They, they, they know. They know. <laughs> they know who's supposed to win. Well, uh, something that is not fixed is the uh, Big Ten tournament, and that starts today, which mm -hmm. means uh, it's on in the office. Michigan, with the Thursday game today, um, they need to win a couple games if they want to even get a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. It's not looking good. It's looking more like the National Invitational Tournament, uh, the NIT. But I do like that, the NIT, sometimes, because... It used to be really big. It did, mm -hmm. yeah. Michigan won that in 1997, Brandon, with uh, Robert Tractor Trailer. Mm -hmm. um, but I do like that because the teams get to play home games. So maybe we'll get to go watch another game. Looking forward to it. <laughs> the uh, other uh, sports celebrity that uh, I think you're a big fan of, Tiger Woods, his girlfriend, ah. she broke up with him and she wants to nullify the non-disclosure agreement that she signed. That's uh -oh. too, too bad. Uh-oh. You signed it. <laughs> Look, if you wanted to get into that cash, you signed the thing. Mm -hmm. And you got to keep it that way. That's Tiger with his girlfriend and the daughter. X. 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 Yes. Although they aren't confirming. What their would X's. be in that uh, non-disclosure? I wonder. Huh? Wouldn't we like to know? <laughs> we might we? find out soon. Well, I don't think we should find out because uh, if she signed the non-disclosure, that's the end of the story there for me. I think the fact that you have a non-disclosure says that there's stuff. When you have that much money and wealth, I think you have to sign a non-disclosure. Non we got to talk about the game of the year last night. Oh my night. God, let's talk about it because you were there. Mm -hmm. And you were too. Well, I was there for the overtimes. Should I get right to it? Four overtimes. Let's do it. Our Extreme Dodge scoreboard brought to you by our good friends over at Extreme. And the game Bart was talking about the D3 semifinal at Lumen Christie. Hanover Horton outlasted Concord 73-69 to in four overtimes. Logan Blackledge scored 37 points to lead the Comets to a tough four overtime win. Caden uh, Henry scored 16 points and pulled down 15 boards. Luke Soper added 10 for Hanover. Makai Wingfield had 27 and 16 boards for Concord. Anthony Evans had 23. And that game was crazy because Concord was running out of players. They, they had did. four of their five starters follow out, I believe, in the first or second overtime. And then they were going deep into the bench. I mean, they were pulling in kids that hadn't played varsity yet. There, mm -hmm. was a, there was someone in that third overtime that made a three that had not played a varsity game all year. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And um, Kids with cramps, they were barely, oh my couldn't even gosh. make it down the floor. It was unbelievable. And the place was going absolutely uh, berserk. Mm -hmm. The second game did not live up to uh, 
to the hype of the first game. And I think a lot of people were expecting that we'd get another overtime buzzer beater, but Lumen Christie just could not find the offense, and Jonesville uh, did just enough. Uh, 51-36, Jonesville will play Hanover Friday at 7 at Lumen Christie. Uh, Titans finished with a 14-10 and record. I know that's not how they wanted to, fin wanted to finish, but... Uh, Things are looking good over there. Michigan Center, they won a close one. Uh, McCabe hit a three with less than 10 seconds left to put them up three. And then Napoleon blew out Grass Lape. And Michigan Center and Napoleon will play Friday at 7. Clinton and Columbia Central will match up in the D3 uh, district at Hudson. Mm, get there early. Yeah, get there early. Um, tonight, if you're looking for local basketball all of our local uh, girls are done but mm -hmm. blissfield will play arbor prep at concord high school and um that should be an entertaining game i wonder if the blissfield superintendent will be allowed in the building i wonder if he'll get kicked out again <laughs> hey i don't know just stating the facts right hmm. so yeah that's our uh that's our scoreboard today's show being brought to you by the dirty bird Chicken, flatbreads, sandwiches, salads, quesadillas, mac and cheese, appetizers, 40 brews on tap, including Grand River 313 Polish Lager and many more Michigan beers like Stouts, Founders, Bells, and more. Uh, the Dirty Bird, right downtown, just a few doors from JTV. Today's show is also brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. They are in their third generation and are in their 97th year in business. Thank you to Vermeulen's for helping us bring you today's show. Who is on today's show? Today we've got a wonderful show. We're going to get things started with Matthew Budd right after this break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Today's show is brought to you by Total Landscape, Inc. For over 26 years, Total Landscaping has offered residential and commercial landscape services at fair and reasonable prices. Free estimates and fully insured. Call them today at 517-764-3626, totallandscaping.com. Joining us now is Jackson County Health Department Deputy Health Officer, Matthew Budd. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Thanks morning, Deputy. Thanks, morning. Want some Pepsi? No, I said good morning, Deputy. <laughs> oh, Deputy. Deputy. No, I'm okay without the Pepsi. Yeah, this, this is something uh, that I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, no. absolutely. It's bad for We, we have National Nutrition Month actually coming next week, so we can talk a little bit more about that. <sighs> yeah, these are not for, I mean, there's, these are dangerous. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah, and it's uh, really the, uh, Foods that have a lot of sugar tend to be the cheapest, <laughs> right? <laughs> <It's> the, <laughs> the cheapest, yeah. Uh, but here today, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about World TB uh, Day. What yeah. is uh, TB? Uh, so thank you very much. TB is tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. So something we don't talk about too much here in the U.S. very much. Yeah. Um, but it's still a very common problem worldwide. It's actually the leading infectious disease killer worldwide, except for COVID these last couple of years, yeah. killing about one and a half million people a year. No That's kidding. amazing. So everyone's heard tuberculosis. Uh, what is it? Uh, so tuberculosis is caused by a bacteria. 
Um, the bacteria uh, was found in the late 1800s and on March 24th, which is why we commemorate that day. Uh, the bacteria is commonly associated with respiratory disease, so mm. infection in the lungs, people get it and it causes cough, um, bloody cough, uh, fever, night sweats, mm -hmm. unexplained weight loss, um, and it is very contagious, uh, airborne uh, disease. So it's just being in the same room as somebody else, talking with somebody else can spread the disease onto others. Hmm. It was a big problem a long time ago because, well, the American Lung Association used to be known as the American Tuberculosis and Respiratory Disease Association because it was, it was the primary hmm. lung disease that, that people could contract. Now, I've seen in a couple of uh, places um, the question, you know, your health questions when you go like, to a checkup doctor, they ask about tuberculosis. I, I don't remember ever seeing that before. Is, is it, it's coming back? You know, it's very common, and one of the places that we find and screen for tuberculosis is people going into healthcare places or really? people working in congregate care settings. Mm -hmm. So usually if you're going and working at a long-term care, at a hospital, at a prison or a jail, you'll get screened for tuberculosis. It's a little skin test. They put a little bit of a test under the skin and they come back two to three days later and you take a read. And if you've been exposed to the bacteria, you might test positive and we'll do further investigation. But really those close quarters, long-term cares, homeless shelters, prisons are places where tuberculosis can spread very easily. Is there a uh, treatment? I haven't seen a tuberculosis aisle at the pharmacy. Right, have and you? we don't have no. the iron lungs anymore. Right. Uh, <laughs> and they think back, uh, you know, several decades, but there are a couple different treatment options. And uh, for tuberculosis, it's a very interesting bacteria because you can have latent infection, which means you have the bacteria, but aren't actively sick, and hmm. you can't actively spread it to people. So um, about, for those who have latent infections, which is about 4% of the U.S. population, uh, 13 million people here in the United States, only about 10% of them will get active disease mm. in their lifetime. So you can treat latent infection. It's a course of different uh, medications over three to five months, uh, uh, three to six or nine months, depending on the treatment track you go. But if you're actively sick, treatment can take up to a year. Wow. Wow. I understand broader video, a tuberculosis. Yeah, I thought it was really helpful. Let's take a look. So after it was confirmed that I had latent TB, but not active TB, that I was not sick, I was not really sure what that meant, um, whether I needed treatment, um, if I did need treatment, what that would entail. I had a lot of questions. Um, so luckily, my doctor was great and spent a lot of time with me answering all those questions. She explained to me that the difference between latent and active TB was that essentially I had this bacteria in my body but was not sick, it was not contagious, I was not putting anyone else at risk. However, that meant that I could in the future develop active TB and be sick and be putting other people at risk. A couple different treatment options were presented to me. One was a more traditional nine month treatment option, um, but the other was a newer option that was only three months. And while my doctor presented the pros and cons of both, she definitely recommended the three month option. I'm really glad that I decided to take preventative therapy for my latent TB. Um, even though there were side effects and it was three months of treatment, at the end of the day, now when I'm sick, I'm not worried that I have TB. And I know that it was handled and taken care of and I have a lot more peace of mind.
I would love people to have more awareness about TB and how easy latent TB could be treated so that maybe people would get tested more um, and we would have less issues with people having active TB and being sick and contagious. That's interesting. Is, um, is it a uniquely United States problem or is it global? Uh, so tuberculosis is very much a global problem. Okay. So in, uh, really we look at parts of Asia, South Africa, um, Eastern Europe and South America, there's some hot spots there. And really with the war in Ukraine, uh, we're seeing a huge rise in tuberculosis cases there. Mm. Um, and really we see it a lot when there's war, when there's conflict, when there's great migrations mm -hmm. of people um, because there's less treatment options. If it's right. a three or mm. nine or 12 month treatment option, you don't have those treatments. You right. have to start from scratch and mm. then there's more spread. Is it easily communicable? Uh, it is. So, it, you know, it, it's, and it's easily communicable because of those family connections and those friend connections. Mm -hmm. Generally, a short interaction with somebody with active tuberculosis, you're not going to be at a tremendous amount of risk. But if you have multiple contacts, if you have prolonged contacts and you're breathing close to one another and talking with one another, um, much like COVID we've last seen the last few years, uh, airborne diseases, y you can catch them and, you know, you might not mm -hmm. notice until after that. Are there symptoms like besides your skin test? Are there some things that someone should be watching out for? Um, absolutely. So if you've been around somebody who's been sick for two plus weeks and that cough just won't go away, <laughs> um, that you could be a sign. You right now because if you do, we had a problem. <laughs> but but those are some of the big things we see right away. And then uh, you know longer on, if somebody continues to be sick, they have that unexplained weight loss, or they're complaining of night mm. sweats, or if they're coughing up blood, those are true signs that they should really be tested for tuberculosis. If you're coughing up blood, it's time yeah. to check go in. See a, go yeah, see somebody. For sure. Yeah, you can't fix that at home. No. No, hire a professional. And is there a point where you've um, ignored the warning signs for too long that it could be a fatal illness? Uh, yeah, so untreated tuberculosis uh, has a mortality rate of over 50%. Wow. So, um, you know, but I like to think we're pretty good. Public health in the U.S., we don't see too many tuberculosis cases. We see, um, you know, less than 10,000 active cases in the U.S. per year. Um, and that's because there's a lot of surveillance and screening. So here in Jackson, if we know of a tuberculosis case, we do rapid contact tracing. We find out who they've been around since they've been sick and we get them in for screening and treatment and help them monitor for symptoms too. That's awesome. We have about one to two cases of active tuberculosis wow. a year in Jackson. Wow. Do we have any right now? Uh, we usually have about one to two cases. Okay. <laughs> a lot of behind the scenes happening at the health department. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks for everything that yeah. you guys do to keep us uh, healthy and uh, educated about uh, about our health. Yeah. And that's uh, an ongoing uh, mission <laughs> of mm -hmm. the health department. It's always something. So yeah. we've still got COVID and I understand that there's still people in the hospital with, with COVID. Yeah, less than what we've had uh, you know, the last couple of years and I'm incredibly thankful for that. Things are looking up, I, you know, uh, they, they say as a combination of the vaccine and the boosters and of people, of course, being sick multiple times right. now, we're building up more resistance to the new strains that are coming. Um, there still are hundreds of people, uh, yeah, hundreds of people dying each mm -hmm. day in the United States. So it's not gone completely, but you know, I'm optimistic that some of those worst surges that we've had to prepare for are, are hopefully behind us. This weekend is the third anniversary of the uh, the pandemic in the United States. That's crazy. That's Feels amazing. like the tenth anniversary. <laughs> wow. Still, still impacting. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Still being talked about. Still impacting mm -hmm. people. Certain certain areas of life more so than others, for mm -hmm. sure.
Is flu season over? You know, flu season is not. Flu season in Michigan can go as far as um, May or sometimes even June, um, but we probably have seen the peak. I recommend getting the flu vaccine still if you haven't. And actually we know um, the last few years flu vaccine uptake in Michigan has been lower than what it has been in previous years. And um, in December, we had a very high peak of flu worse than the last four or five years. And part of that was we didn't have many people vaccinated in our community. Matthew, uh, thanks as always for uh, joining us and educating us in our audience. We always happy to it. be here. Matthew Budd, Deputy Health Officer, Jackson County Health Department. More of the morning show right after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Coming up, the 60th anniversary of the Jackson Blazer News. This newspaper has been serving this community for 60 years, and you're invited to join the community in commemorating the Wade family and the Blazers' contributions to the community over these past 60 years. It's an event at Jackson College next Saturday, 5 p.m. Get your tickets and uh, a lot of surprises, including Babby Mason, Larry Sumner Jr., and more. The uh, social, social district uh, that we've been talking about for the last couple of years is finally going to be open and active on St. Patrick's Day is that's when it kicks off. So how does it work? You uh, visit one of the participating restaurants or bars in the social district. They'll give you a cup, put a little sticker on it, and then you can kind of walk amongst the other restaurants. It's like Vegas without the glass. So <laughs> enjoy the social district, new downtown Jackson. Our next guest is the newly named athletic director for Jackson Public Schools, Greg Marsh. Hi, Greg. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good morning. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think a lot of people uh, were expecting this was going to be the natural uh, transition uh, for JPS because you've, you've had a long history mm -hmm. with the district. I have. I've been around, um, you know, I started in education over 30 years ago and I've uh, done teaching and coaching and had my fingers in many things, returned to Jackson uh, Public Schools as a teacher in 2000. So okay. mm -hmm. last 23 years, I've, I've been in the district at Parkside, um, you know, very familiar with all of the districts. So. Yeah. Now yeah. this is a, uh, what an exciting time. Um, in my opinion, uh, the best facilities in the state, um, really which is, you know, it's, it's a monster, really. You have these facilities that are gonna be able to not only host your athletes, but host other uh, community of events. Right. So there's just a lot going on over uh, over on campus. Yeah, there really it really is a good time with that. Uh, not only with the facilities, but the availability that they have for um, you know for all the community events that we right. do. Um, even the, our existing facilities like Parkside, um, just people come into that. Um, field house and just are in awe, especially mm -hmm. middle school kids yeah. from out of town. They come yeah. in and they think they're in an arena. Yeah. Um, it's a great venue for wrestling. It's one of the best around this, given that size. But then with the new Glick Athletic Complex, uh, Al Glick Athletic Complex is just an amazing building. Um, it is uh, 
I was in there yesterday after school and the number of uh, students in there working out and working with our strength and conditioning coaches. It was just, you know, puts a smile on your face. Yeah. This, is, this is a fantastic thing for us to have. Yeah, isn't it amazing how times, times change in high school athletics? Um, you, you just mentioned you guys have uh, um, strength and conditioning coaches, right. which is starting to become more and more popular in, in high school. And if you want to have top-level athletic programs, you really need to invest. Right. That, that is the goal. Um, but also, you know, we have those strength and conditioning coaches who are available for our students who are right. not in athletic oh, programs. That's awesome. Um, anybody that's there. So that's a nice, uh, really is a, a amazing thing to have. And you'll be taking over for Jack Fairley, who retires this spring after uh, 37 years, I think, with the district. Yeah. Are, you, are there some things you're going to change once Jack's out of the building? Uh, I don't have my <laughs> eye on making any <laughs> big changes, no. Um, but he is around uh, in this transitioning period. He's, uh, of course, I've worked with and known Jack for yeah. since I came to Parkside 20, you know, 23 years ago. So. Yeah, Jack's been a great friend yeah. to uh, us and, and JTV over the years. Done a done a wonderful job. How do you uh, how do you manage all all of these athletics and all of these programs? Well, uh, there's a lot of organization, a lot of planning, but of course, you know, you cannot plan for everything, right. um, especially we've seen what weather can do. Um, but we also, it helps to have very, very strong and experienced coaches mm -hmm. in place, um, you know, and have, have them uh, essentially uh, organizing their sport. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, that makes it a lot easier. You've, uh, over the years, been a coach, golf, baseball, mm -hmm. softball. Softball way back, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get back into coaching now? Well, um, not at, at this point, there will be no time for coaching. Right, there's no um, time. Yeah. You know, really. Yeah. The, you know, I, I uh, retired from coaching when I took the athletic director job at Parkside, mm -hmm. because that was a full-time after-school um, uh, job. and. Uh, but I have volun volunteered. We have a Parkside Club baseball team um, that I've had my fingers in since mm -hmm. it was organized when my son was at Parkside. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, that was really, I enjoy that because in the summertime I was able to coach baseball with Parkside kids. I'm not sure I'm going to have time to do that, but I am definitely have parent interest and we want yeah. to keep that going. But as far as coaching, um, other than, you know, golf tips to whoever I'm playing golf with on any <laughs> given day, that's, a, that's about as far as I'm going to go with that. Were you an athlete in school? Uh, I, I, par I participated in athletics, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, was, uh, I played football and basketball and baseball. Um, we, my family uh, moved to Jackson in 1979, so okay. that's when I went into Parkside as a junior. Um, stopped playing basketball at that time, but I did play on the football team and cool. the baseball team. Mm -hmm. yeah. What are you most excited about with this, uh, with this new role? Um, Good question. There are, there are so many things to be excited about. We already talked about the facilities. Of yeah. course, that's, that's something to be excited about. But um, just knowing that uh, the work that J Jack Fairley's done and the momentum that we have, uh, and with those facilities, really the next step that I'm excited about is the potential to grow our programs, right. um, to bring some participation levels back, um, also to uh, to develop, you know, with our strength and conditioning coaches um, and our facilities, to um, up our programs a little bit more, yeah. to to build those and have more success at the varsity level. Yeah, Jack, uh, I just saw him the other day. He was at uh, Lumen. No, where did I see Jack? That, uh, he was at the girls' basketball game. Yes. I was at last week. Yeah. 
He looks more relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, you think about it, um, the, the growth and, and building these facilities and, and all of, and managing all of these sports, it is, uh, it's such a big job. And of course, we haven't mentioned any of, uh, you know, the X factors, like, you know, the kids and the parents, right? There's a lot there too. Yeah. So what's your sure. favorite, uh, what's your favorite high school sport to watch? Oh, that's, I don't know if that's a fair question. It's probably because not. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. I really, I really do. You know, I'll, I'll go, I'll go this way. Um, as, uh, as the athletic director at Parkside, um, I was exposed to different sports that I didn't necessarily have any involvement mm -hmm. in before. Um, specifically, I, I think about wrestling. Yeah. You know, we're just finishing up the, the winter sports season. Last weekend, we had our wrestlers. We sent four high school wrestlers to the state championship. Three of the four came back as all state. Um, that's really exciting, but to watch, um, I would drop in on a wrestling practice, and I was not a wrestler. Like yeah. I said, I played basketball, and I was just amazed at the work that the coach was doing, the the, the techniques that were involved. I mean, mm -hmm. I thought it was just like you know wrestling with your brother or something, yeah, and no. it just isn't like that at yeah. all. Um, so I, I spend a lot of time watching wrestling. I really really yeah. have grown to like watching wrestling. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, high school sport to watch? Basketball. I, I think the answer is f for me the whatever's happening right now. Yeah, it just depends. Right. I mean, I think yeah, right. if, a, if a team has a great athlete, it's worth going and watching just that athlete. If it's a if it's a great team, that's fun. And then playoff anything in high school is awesome. Right, you know, yeah. any, any it, it doesn't matter what the sport is with the crowd and the people there, yeah. whatever the excitement is, it's gonna, it's gonna make you feel good, right? We were at the, the uh, Lumen Christie Jackson High basketball game. Yeah. And then we, uh, on Monday we were up in Holt. I went up to Holt to watch the uh, first game of the districts, um, but you know, in the energy and the, in mm -hmm. the good games, both of those were. Yeah. So. yeah, it's a job where you have to be in a lot of places at the same time. I think it's the, well, I always say this about a lot of jobs in, in schools, but I think athletic director is one of the most demanding yeah. uh, in terms of hours and scheduling and all the juggling you, you got to do. It's sure, it can be, but um, you know, I know at Parkside and, and at Jackson High, we've developed a good support of uh, people who are willing to, to work and to, to manage uh, contests and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it makes it a lot easier. People are still believing the hype, and that's, uh, that's obvious. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, good luck and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Looking forward to it. The new Jackson Public Schools Athletic Director, Greg Marsh. We will be previewing one of the uh, area's uh, famous fish dinners coming up. Stay tuned. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. The 13th annual Southern Michigan Winter Beer Fest is happening this Saturday right here at the American One Event Center at Keeley Park. You can buy tickets online. The VIP is sold out. However, there are still regular tickets available. There'll be uh, over 140 beers and spirits and wines and food trucks. Check it out, all happening this Saturday. Joining us now from St. Mary's Star of the Sea Catholic Parish, the pastor, Father Tim Nelson, and Laura Siciliano. Welcome. Thank morning. you. Morning, Bart. Good morning. Nice to see you. 
It's uh, Lent. It is Lent. You know, one thing uh, folks give up for Lent is soda. Did you know that? A lot of people give really? up soda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. You know, yeah. I wanted you to try this. Will you try it? Sure. Okay, so it's a peep-flavored Pepsi. <laughs> We've been trying this all day, Father Tim, and I want your thoughts on it. Okay. I'll... I think all the right. kids would love it, but... I, I promise Would you like to try tell one the as truth. well? I'm um, sure. Yeah. Yes. Brandon, could we get another peep yeah. can over there? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it almost has a, a creamy uh, like a texture to it. Cotton candy. Marshmallow. We're going to get Laura one of these to try. Now, with these, I don't know if these would go with the fish. I, I really don't. Well, we do, our sixth graders from St. Mary's do sell pop during the fish fry okay. for, they uh, raise money. Perfect. So, Perfect. Yeah, they awesome. potentially could. Good, yeah, good, so we well. bought one of the last remaining uh, uh, cases of the peep-flavored Pepsi, and uh, it's getting mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I would agree with Father. It's kind of creamy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Laura was in the restaurant business? I just found that out, yeah. and I'm, after we're done, I'm going to encourage you to open another restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> we have been encouraged many times. There's, when um, the restaurant closed, we had a lot of people that... You know, it was sad that it closed, but yeah. because of family um, uh, issues and things that had happened with my father-in-law passed away, and it just wasn't, it just wasn't a good time. So we ended up closing it. But I have been at the fish fry. We started the fish fry back in 2007, and ironically enough, we'd never done fish. So yeah. when we first started that, it was kind of like a, um, you know, we just tried it and. It's, it's gone very well. It's been a hit. So, yes. Been yeah. a hit. Well, you know, I'm not surprised to hear that because you could, I sense there's something special about the, the St. Mary's fish fry. It's so well, you know, choreographed and mm -hmm. uh, delivered and cooked. And it seemed always to me that, wow, that's, this is a lot for a bunch of amateurs to pull off. But <laughs> yeah. There's some professionalism bit back behind the counter. Yeah, uh, yeah a little yeah. bit. And the people that I work with that come down there, are people that I've been friends with for years, and they're St. Mary's Parish, yeah. um, the church kids, they're the parish family, the school families. It's like a family, yeah. and that's what I've always said. It's a great time of year, uh, Father, for uh, the uh, church community to come together. Um, how many people do you, do you normally feed, do you think, on these Fridays? We average anywhere from 450 to oh, wow. 600. Wow. Yeah. 450 is a low day. Really? Yes. yes. Wow. Yep. 450 or 2, what's the Berkmeyer 600? 2,000, yes, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, now, I know you can do a drive through Yes. A to-go, or yes. you can dine in. Yep. Um, how does the drive through work? You come in through... Oh, look at that. Wow. Through the, um, Just like that? Yeah, that's the alley that. right there at uh, Star Hall. Okay. They come up, they ask you how many you want, and you you can't pick and choose. They basically just, I've got someone over there, they're just sure. constantly making dinners, and then they shift them out. I've asked that um, how long they've had to wait, and someone said no more than 15 minutes. Oh, that's no Even when the line's all. long, wow. yeah. What are the uh, features of the St. Mary's fish fry? The features are, we are known for our fish. The actual fish itself is a once frozen Atlantic, North Atlantic cod, which you won't find anywhere because the price of it is so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but they basically fish it, fillet it, do everything, throw it in the freezer, and then it is sent to us. 
What's your favorite side with the fish, Father? Uh, I like the coleslaw. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> and you've had, um, I think, different things for the potato portion of the dinner over, the, over time. Yes, we used to have the redskins. We used to have redskins and the green beans um, with the whole dinner, but as uh, the economy and prices just kept going up, we cut those and just did the straight fish and chips with the homemade coleslaw. And, and you can dessert. do fried or baked? Yes, fried or baked, yep. Yeah, and uh, Father, as a former cardiologist, uh, <laughs> do you recommend the fried or the baked? Uh, <laughs> I, I recommend the, the baked, but I, I eat the fried. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> How about this peep as a former uh, cardiologist? Maybe stay away from the peep Pepsi or just? Uh, I, I think the sixth graders would love to sell this. Yeah, fish fry. <laughs> yeah for sure. I'm amazed at how uh, many fish fries we have and how popular they all are. Right. They're very, every one of them are very busy and they're, I think a lot of people try to hit them all. Yes. Um, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what you guys do. Yeah. What's your favorite part about uh, the season? And I mean, I'm sure it's chaos and crazy from, what time do you start each Friday? Do I start? Yeah. I start about eight o'clock. Oh my God! In the morning. Oh, yeah. so yeah, I mean, full yeah. day. Oh full, yeah, full, full, oh, yeah. full day. Yep. Do you get a chance to eat at the end of the day? You, yeah, I try to. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you're, you guys are putting in dozens of hours mm -hmm. getting getting this ready. That's amazing. So yeah, what is your favorite favorite part about uh, organizing this? I love sitting there and watching everybody come in and having that line in the back going all the way down to the doors yeah. in the back of Star Hall and just watching them go through because they get them through fast and just, yeah. I've actually seen restaurant owners at the St. Mm -hmm. Mary Fish Fry, so mm -hmm. that's a good sign. That yes. is a good sign. Yeah. Yes, and there's people, we, have, we pull people from Lansing, Detroit, all over um, to, from, to the fish fry from uh, people that have worked it uh, that just tell everybody about it and they come. They come from all over. You'll be going to the St. Mary's Fish Fry this Friday, I'm sure. <laughs> well, not this Friday. We're going to the Ambassador Auction. Oh, that's oh. right. We'll have yeah. to catch next Friday. We'll come next Friday. Okay. Yeah, we'll come yeah, next Friday good. for sure. Early, too. Do you have a role in this? Uh, I eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make sure everyone's so, having fun. Well, but, uh, you know, the COVID really showed us that um, uh, people have a need and a desire to get together, yes. congregate. Uh, and also uh, many want to come to church, so we satisfy both. And uh, after the fish fry, fish fry ends at seven o'clock and then you can go upstairs to the church and we have Stations of the Cross nice. uh, at seven o'clock. So you can uh, have a total Lenten experience. Who all is the crew that helps you out at the fish fry? Oh, those pictures that you saw, some yeah. of those um, have been with me since 2007. That's amazing. My husband fries, we've got, it's this, Parents, I have kids that have been coming down since they were in like third grade. They mm -hmm. still come down as high schoolers That's to cool. work at. Very cool. Oh, yeah, it's pretty have you cool. Been to it? Yes. 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 Oh yeah. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Did you guys have favorites. to cancel during the storm? We didn't. You didn't. No, no. you didn't cancel during the storm. You were the few, the brave, and the strong. <laughs> you didn't still cancel. Have to eat. That was a stupid question. I knew you guys <laughs> didn't cancel. <laughs> what are the hours? Four to seven. Okay. The early bird. I Yes. People are there at oh, four o'clock. Yes. They They're there at quarter to four. Quarter to four, for sure. Sitting there waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's well, it's well worth it. Yes. And it's every Friday during Lent except Good Friday. Yes, we yeah. do not do Good Friday. Yeah. So just show up. 
And to do the takeout, you just come into the line and tell mm -hmm. them. Follow the cars, up. yeah, easy. Yeah. How many do you want? And then pay okay. and leave and go home and have a great dinner. Very efficient. Mm -hmm. I wonder what was going on. It looks like something nefarious is going on in that alley. <laughs> 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 it's a speakeasy. <laughs> And uh, what's going on at uh, St. Mary's School? What's new these days? Oh, um, we are uh, increasing our enrollment. Yes. Uh, we have what's called Catechesis the Good Shepherd, which um, uh, has what's called an atrium. It's a place where, kind of like a big playroom uh, for religious things that kids have uh, kind of a Montessori experience where they have hands-on um, uh, things about the church and they can learn uh, uh, Bible stories but it's all hands-on, tactile, visual. Uh, it's a great learning method. Nice, and it's enrollment time at yes, for sure. St. Mary's. Yeah. Well, we'll see you at uh, one of the Friday fish trucks. Okay, I'll be looking. Or we'll be waiting <laughs> for you. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. The uh, pastor of St. Mary's Dar of the Sea Catholic Parish, Father Tim Nelson, and the director of the Lenten Fish Fries, Laura Siciliano. More of the morning show right after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. No one here has complimented my haircut in the last 24 hours. Uh, uh, same for me. Really? Yeah. I'll be damned. Hmm. We got um, the haircut on the same day. No. Oh. Did you get one yesterday? Yesterday. When did you get? I no. I said ten times about that how was wonderful Austin, your haircut not Noah. was. Yes, when Noah got the haircut, we complimented everyone, him. Everyone Austin, complimented Noah. Austin, uh, you're just not that noticeable, I guess. And that's <laughs> just kind of what that's boiled down to up there. You know your little uh, would you rather game? Yes. Uh, would you rather go on Amazing Race or Survivor? Wow, amazing race. Would you rather go on Tough as Nails or Survivor? What's Tough as Nails? It's like Survivor. What's worse? Uh, Survivor. Then I'd Tough as Nails. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give the in I can't help you with your answers. Um, I don't want to go on any reality show other than the next Food Network star. That's the only one that looked palatable <laughs> to me. Okay. Well, if they ever bring that back, I'll uh, be sure to submit uh, your tape. Thank you. That's it. Who's on uh, the show later today? Later today, you've got Shamar Heron, Dr. Callista Harbaugh, Jackie Austin, and Sean Palmer, along with Steve Trozen, Mary Bonkowski, and Janet Rice, all coming up later today on your 1 o'clock program. And we hope you'll tune in and join us then. Have a great weekend. <laughs>